Hello everyone, welcome back. In today's video, I'm going to be touching on the dopamine system and how you can optimize your life and energy to flow with how your physiology works. The specific distinction that I'll be zooming in on is knowing how to take advantage of dopamine in the context of instant gratification versus delayed gratification. A rough outline on what dopamine is, the molecule of pursuit, and you can use or invest your dopamine in a way where it seems nearly infinite, or you can squander it. So going into the point of making your dopamine feel as if it's infinite, this revolves around a system, a structure, which is embodied by the rule 90 to 10. And 90% of the time, you'll be delaying gratification, just going through your life, creating a habitual lifestyle, which involves healthy habits, which are not instantly gratifying. You know, they don't have to be terribly difficult, but there is this powerful thing to be understood, which is how when you consume a, a good amount of dopamine in a quick period of time using methods of instant gratification, that your dopamine levels do spike, they'll go through the roof. But the thing that happens, I've learned this from Mr. Huberman, what happens is they rise, they spike, and then you drop below your average baseline of dopamine levels. It's not that delaying gratification is oh so powerful, but that it just allows you to keep your dopamine above baseline or at baseline. And by doing that, you prevent any sort of crash, any subtraction. And on the other hand, when you do the instant gratification, overboard like 10 percent of the time is okay because you spike but then you do return to baseline because you didn't overdo it but if you stack and stack and stack instant gratifying acts then you fall below and it's much harder to do the basic things which are necessary for a healthy life you're going to start cutting corners um, your internal dialogue will become less clear. You won't be nearly as observant of details in physical or internal reality. And all of that is going to lead you to feel worse, to fall off your game, to be less productive, to make lower quality decisions. And it's powerful when you see, ah, all, all I have to do is fill my life with a good amount of fundamental basic habits. They don't have to be super fancy or anything like that. If you know what you need to do, you do it consistently. You train your physiology and your mind to become a certain person whom you admire, then it's inevitable that you do progress and continuously iterate and get better than you used to be in whatever field, craft, area of life that you're working on. But understanding physiology and how the molecule of pursuit works this is the the cornerstone to whether you're productive or not in understanding why you are or not your actions whether instantly gratifying or delaying gratification they create feedback loops and a few actions that i've written down here are 
that you need to clean up who you invest your time with. Why? Because that creates this feedback loop. If you put yourself around certain people, your mind adopts what you guys talk about, the energetic frequency of what you're doing, what you're consuming, what you're speaking of when together. So the quality of your circle and your friends, that creates these loops that whether you're aware of it or not, they are directing how you act, how you think and what you do, how you feel when you're away from them. So it's important to zoom out a bit, to think a bit bigger in terms of does one decision lead to a loop of something else? Just that question right there, if you are willing to not bullshit yourself, willing to be honest with yourself, you might get some clarity that previously you were overlooking. So another practical thing, make your environment clean and organized, precise. Get rid of the physical clutter, which is not appealing visually like your work area your living area should be aesthetically clean why why does this matter because it, it's the same loop idea as with your friends see you might think it doesn't matter if my environment's clean or not but it it creates a loop because the likelihood of your environment being clear if <clears throat> your mind is clear raises and vice versa. The odds of a dirty environment rise if your mind is unorganized and chaotic. So this is not a always thing. There can surely be smart, clear people who have a disorganized living area. But we're talking in terms of probabilities and averages and how loops and how things compound. In, it's important to understand that what's small, the, the shift to becoming a better, more valuable, skillful individual is not something just happening and you changing overnight. It's a hundred small shifts over a extended period of time. And then, oh, what Dan Coe says, nothing happens for a while and then it all happens. Overnight successes are non-existent. It's people who put in thousands of hours and then it clicks. So that's the trick. You just have to understand that the small things are not small, that they add up over time so that this is essentially why. It's the feedback loops that occur in reality. So practically, what makes it so that you don't have a, a proper operating dopamine system. Well, we touched on the distinction, the main distinction, delayed gratification versus instant gratification. But within the field of delayed gratification, just certain habits, like I said, you don't have to get fancy. I would say you want a balance. So habits in different areas of your life, for example. So you read, that's cognitive. Pair that with walking, that's physical. I'm not saying read and walk at the same time. I'm just saying, okay, you have a cognitive activity, you have a physical activity. And then there are some acts of delayed gratification. You go for an hour long walk while listening to an audiobook. Like the benefits aren't there immediately. Well, part of you does feel the benefits. You feel better because you get clarity through walking. It, it 
quiets your mind. And then you also do learn. It's like you don't absorb the information from the book, you know, like a wizard. But the point is that as you build that habit of daily going for a 30 or hour long walk, 30 minute slash hour long, if you go for that walk each day while listening to self-education on a topic that you're naturally interested in, over time, you will get results. You will become more proficient in whatever area that you're listening. You will burn calories and lose weight from walking. So, so many benefits just from that simple example. And that's the hint I want to give you. Fill your day with the acts that have many healthy benefits. So with walking and audiobooks, it's not just one or two or three. There's, there's so many benefits. I can't even list them all. So that's the thing that you want to focus on is, okay, delaying gratification and then having so many, have a abundant amount of healthy habits, which are delaying gratification, fill your days with those. And then you can, you can heal through anything through being, um, treated poorly, through being manipulated, through, um, trauma, etc. You can heal through anything with this framework addictions, but you have to be aggressive with the amount of habits you have. And here's the thing. You don't want to be too rigid. Like, I'm going to do this, then this, then this, then this. Because then it takes the fun out of the healthy habits. So it's okay to say, okay, first I wake up, I meditate always. But then after a certain point, it's like you can have a bit of flexibility. For example, I don't always work out at the same time, but 90% of the time I work out before mid-afternoon. So it's like, okay, categorization is so powerful. So you categorize instant versus delayed gratification. Then you categorize what time of day you do certain activities, morning, afternoon, and evening. So in my framework is use your mind, use your energy in the morning. Then you consume and you socialize in the afternoon. And then at night you decompress with, for me, I love to play chess at nighttime, not actual games because that's triggering, but practice and educate on chess. And then I'll play games when I'm using my mind or mid afternoon while I'm more you know what I mean. So it's being strategic in the structuring of your lifestyle, of your day-to-day -day habits, so that you think a certain way and you feel a certain way, and you're the one who regulates that. You completely realize the loops between what you do and how you feel and how you feel leads over to how you think, and then how you think just leads back into what actions that you perform for the most part. See, of course, there are areas, for example, I remember when I was in a, a lost, confused phase of life. And when I made a healthy change, which was subtracting myself from a lower quality group of friends who weren't on the same path as I, it felt much worse. It felt painful. I was alone physically, but that was what I needed. My point here is that sometimes when you're making healthy changes, you're adopting this new lifestyle, you're being more organized, you're, you're aiming at clarity, and you're, you're organizing your physical environment using categorization. 
it might feel stressful. You might feel alone. The thing is that this is just part of stretching your comfort zone. Right now, you've made a decision. You clearly don't want to stay as you are because you're consuming educational content, you're investing in healthier habits, you're taking your fitness, your mind, and your whole life situation. You're being responsible and you're doing the things which are not necessarily easy, but the things that feel intuitively like what you're meant to be doing. You're listening to the pull of your heart while thinking strategically with your mind, like realizing, and I know this is a tangent, but this is the stuff that changed my life, like calculating risk and just being willing to stretch the comfort zone because it's not necessarily simple. Life is paradoxical. That, that idea of it feels worse before it gets better. It's so tricky, but I just tried my best to explain why that is the case. So just a quick list of some habits, some structures and frameworks that you can adopt that I guarantee change how you feel physically and mentally. You get your dopamine system right through that understanding, which I previously explained instant versus delayed gratification. You eat natural, ethically raised food. For me, I'd say 75, 80% of my diet is protein. And then the rest is just simple things like fruit and vegetables and chips. The chips I eat, three ingredients, coconut oil, not soybean, disgusting, things of that nature. I digress. So you eat good, and you, you, to eat good, just don't buy the unhealthy food. So here's the rule of thumb. If it has more than three to five ingredients, it's not meant to be in your system. When you're buying protein, make sure it's grass finished and ethically raised. Um, so habits, exercising, researching via podcast, YouTube, self-educational formats like this, reading, um, cleaning and organizing what you own. I touched on that. Walking often, doing meditation, breath work, and stretching. You, you add those habits into your daily structure. You're going to, this is what happens. You fill your life with so many healthy things. Inevitably, you just don't have space for unhealthy bullshit. And that's when you'll start to feel the beautiful shift occur is when every day you're doing small habits consistently and you delete the things which sabotage you from your life alcohol and substances overeating arguing consuming information which is fearful things of that nature one more practical thing i'd consider a habit but a weekly planner so i mentioned before splitting days between a.m mid-afternoon p.m I just have a, a written weekly framework where it's just Monday through Sunday, a.m., afternoon, p.m. Then I have some ideas for the week on the bottom, just a section, and then reminders on the bottom. And it, it's not overly complicated. That's the beauty in it. It gives you enough structure, but it's not too strict. If See, I'm more of a physical person. If you'd like me to make a digital planner of that structure, just let me know, drop a comment. I'll do that for free. Also, if you want to save time and get strong, calm, confident as soon as possible in 90 days, the way of the gentle warrior, this is the paradox. This is becoming someone who 
is so well-rounded that has many different skill sets who is spiritually developed yet smooth and slick in business professional yet playful my my offer it's limited i don't have many slots so if you're interested you can we'll see if you fit in the program and check check it out justinagliscus.com so get clear on your bigger picture vision two to three year vision have your mission for executing that clear meaning what are you going to do each day what are your top priority tasks what are you aiming to remove from your life currently that you know is slowing you down simple but valuable tactic that I would recommend for avoiding instant gratification is out of sight, out of mind. So let's say you're watching too much porn and you know that this is messing with your energy levels. You know this is subtracting from your ability to get other business and physical tasks done that are more important than you than wasting your energy on that. So a simple tip would be you have to first dig into your mind to switch your perception of this is something that makes me feel good to this is something that is robbing my potential. So the step one is making the psychological shift of perception, viewing the thing which you're aiming to subtract or stop doing, switching how you perceive that thing. Then you can start with the physical tactic, which what I love is out of sight, out of mind. For example, if you don't want to eat junk food, don't buy the junk food. It's not in your house. It's easier to not eat it. Of course, if you really cave and you you lose your focus, you lack clarity, you could go in the car and go buy the junk food. But the point is that's a whole nother step that has to occur. So the value in the concept out of sight, out of mind is it adds friction to whatever it is that you know you shouldn't be doing. So it's very simple, but it is effective. Whatever the value is, that it can be applied as a structural structural idea. It doesn't matter what the content is. Out of sight, out of mind is generally applicable. So use those sorts of frameworks and structures because I know that you and I might have some similarities, right? But we also may have so many unfamiliar areas and differences in circumstances in the hand that we were dealt. Therefore, I like to provide value in that structure, in that principle, so that you can take the bigger picture and apply it into your specific content. I hope this is valuable. If it is, let me know, drop a comment. And what, okay, two things that would make me smile. If you're on podcasts, just tap the rating thing, whatever you think. And if you're on YouTube, like. Um, and the, I'm not going to pay for ads. I just don't have interest in that. But if this helps you, why not see if it helps someone whom you care about? So do me a favor and just let them know a little paragraph, like what you got from it and what they'll get from it, why you stayed to the end. Appreciate you deeply. I value you. Have a wonderful day.